0: By Barfoot & Thompson Kia ora and welcome to Property Matters. This week we are chatting with the fabulous Jean and Renee from Barfoot & Thompson Mount Albert about their real estate journey and why Mount Albert is the perfect place to live and invest. Welcome to Property Matters. Well, another week has rocked on by. Thanks so much for tuning in. And thank you to our wonderful listener, Nick, who sent a message just a little while ago saying he's all tuned in and ready for his weekly dose. That is awesome. Love hearing from you. Remember, you can write to us at Matters at barfoot.co.nz. Especially if you've got a question or anything you would like us to answer, flick us a message. Now, I am joined by two very special people who had a long way to come today because they happen to be right next to our brand, New studios at Planet FM, and that is the fabulous Renee and Jean from Barfoot and Thompson Mount Albert. Welcome, team.
1: Thank you for having us, Stephen. It's
0: great to have you here and right next door. So fantastic. (laughs) Uh, You are literally the neighbours and both of you have had a a long career in real estate and we're going to unpack that over the next half an hour or so. And I'm going to kick it off with Jean so Renee can just breathe and relax (laughs) and put her feet up. Um, Jean, you've had a very distinguished career in real estate and I imagine you have seen rather a lot of changes over the years so to kick it off take us back all the way back to the start of your real estate career and walk us through the journey that's led up to today
1: happy to do that Stephen. Uh, well, I started as an administrator at the Newland office in the mid 1970s and then again in the early 80s um, I had an interest in land law and decided to sit the exams uh, and, and have a go at the selling. Um, I, I remember in the 80s as a receptionist um, people would say to me you know that's a great photograph you know whatever and I'd say yes yes and then a salesperson would come in and say Oh, I just can't find the house for this kind of person. And I'd say, Look, what about this one? It's got a it's got four bedrooms and it's got look at that one one picture of the property would be and then they'd take the buyer through and they'd come back and say Jean, they really liked it. Thanks for that. And then they started asking me, you know, have you seen anything else in the admin role on the what they called the, the blue folders where it had other listings on it, old times. Um, and so I decided that maybe I'd like to have a go at selling. So um, I started the exams. Um, I had a real interest in the land law. Um, and then um, you had to sit about six or seven, um, you know, exams to get into selling. And um, so I did. But the building exam was not an easy one. I think I had three goals. <laughs> at it. But after about nine years in selling um, at Newlyn office, and very successfully, um, I managed to get the building exam done, and Mon- the late Monty Thompson um, and Garth Barfoot um, asked me to come into head office and said, well, now you've got your manager's papers, we're assuming that um, that's where you want to take it. So they sent me out to find a branch, and that right. they would set me up, um, and that's when I opened uh, the Glen Eden branch in 1990. Wow. Um, and in 20 20- t um sorry Two thousand and one, um, I swapped over to next door, the Mount Albert branch. There too.
0: So that's been your three branches that you've lived in in this time. <laughs> it, it Can I be really t- cheeky? Was there many female managers back then, or were you one of the first sort of pioneering in that space?
1: I was number two. Pam 90. Ersig was number uh-huh. one, and she keeps telling me that <laughs> <Right>. she,
0: <Fair laughs> she
1: was the first, and I was the second. Um, and it wasn't there was there was no glass ceiling or gender. Mm. um Barford and Thompson were really encouraging uh, women to do it. They just didn't want to do it but um, I did and obviously so did Pam and so we're, we were encouraged um, to go for it. And my then manager Mac Workman um, was very supportive and, and encouraging me and, and he was my neighbour then <laughs> he was at Newland, I was at Glen Eden so we worked really well together and it ended up being a very successful office. Nice, mm.
0: now we joked before we came on air mm. about your accent <laughs> so yeah. where is we're home? Uh, home you're...
1: is Dundee in Scotland on the east coast nice. um, so to put it you know you've got Aberdeen you come down a bit there's Dundee and then you carry over to Edinburgh and um, my late husband was from Fife about five miles from the St Andrews golf course um, so we had many trips back and um, with the children as well then too.
0: That's nice. yeah. fantastic so what is it about real estate that you love so much that's kept you engaged for so long?
1: Well, I think it's just finding, you know, you would meet people, you got to look at the houses, you got to find out what people were needing, their dreams and their wants, and you got to go out there and find it for them. Um, And, you know, I loved it when I'd have somebody, perhaps a retiree, that would have a house that was too big for them. Um, We'd try and find a unit or something for them that they'd love to move into, and then we'd sell their bigger home, um, and they they would love it. And you'd get so many compliments that, you know, you made the journey, easy for them and that would encourage you to do it again and again. Um, it was a time, you had to work hard, you know, when you were selling real estate, you know, you were at night time. I've driven mm. to, or been driven to Gisborne to finish an agreement. I've, I've travelled up to um, Kerry Kerry to finish off an wow. agreement. That's what it was before the digital <laughs> regime came in. Uh, but that's just what you did. You worked long hours.
0: But I guess it's still the same today, isn't it? Like on one level, you're your own boss, so you're in control of your time. But if you don't put the hours in you're not going to get the returns
1: yeah the harder you work the luckier Mm. you become funny (laughs) or so they say you know
0: yeah what do you think are some of the biggest changes you've seen in the industry over well, the time?
1: Yeah, well, interesting. We talked about, you know, I mean, obviously I'm 43 years with Barfoot and Thompson. So in the early days, um, this, is, this is like prehistoric, um, when you had a vendor in Wellington, say, um, for them to accept an offer, you had to um, read out a telegram that they would send to you, uh, reverse charges, of course. And then you had to go to the office, sit in the office, and wait for the phone to ring. And it would be New Zealand Post. We've got yeah, a telegram wow. for you. And then you can convey acceptance there. And then we went on to um, uh, um, radio telephone. I mean, Baffert and Thompson have always been in the forefront of technology. They've, they have really came. We were probably the first to have radio telephones in our cars. Uh, the salespeople couldn't wait to get into the iPhones. Um, you know, now we've got a fabulous app uh, that one of our directors, Stephen, was part of. And it's, it's probably... If not the best in, in New Zealand, it would be one of the best. And now we're looking at um, AI, aren't we? This is the new thing. So that'll be a new thing for us to to come across now, you know, uh, to aid salespeople. Get you know doing advertising, helping you know m- maybe uh, salespeople that have got a second language, they can now use AI to 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 get mm. the, the parts of the. Property that they want to, you know, put over to um, prospective purchasers. Wow. So it's going to help them
0: tremendously in that field. From telegrams to AI, right. who would have thought? I mean, there'd yeah. be people listening to this going, "Now, what was the telegram again?" I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I had a brother living in the Cook Islands, yeah. so we used to get the regular, "I am fine, stop, everything <laughs> is good, stop." You know, and then we'd get yeah. these random telegrams through. But and then the radio telephone in the car. Yeah. I love lots that. Lots of you...
1: stories. Lots of stories about the radio telephone. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes, and I. Imagine, because everyone heard those conversations, didn't they? Oh totally. So so totally. nothing was private. No. Oh, not. oh I bet, yeah. bet there's some stories hidden in that yeah. one. Well, someone some someone must opposite. have made a mistake at yeah, some yeah.
1: point. <laughs> <laughs> Including me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um look Barford and Thompson is a family business and your son is also a branch manager at a branch that you first started working at at New Lynn. Did you always know he would follow in your footsteps? Did mm. he have a passion for real estate? No, he
1: didn't. And ah. my daughter actually, Lisa, sells for the Eden, (laughs) so both my children are with Barfoot and Thompson Um, no Craig was um, when he finished university he went to um, the bank BNZ um, and he was there for 15 years and then I think the global financial crisis came along and um, you know the bonuses that they got were were stopped and there was a glass ceiling for where he went And so he spoke and said you know what I think it's time he was good at selling products and whatever so he said maybe it's time now so um we had a conversation, and that's when he went to to sell for the Mount Eden office uh, and started there. And um, he did that for I think about six years, I think, and then became a relieving manager, and then took over my old branch. Um, I think it's three years now, maybe three. Wow. Do you think, running about three years years, and um, and is doing super well there as well.
0: Mm-hmm. What advice do you give your kids then when they sort of set out on that journey?
1: Yeah, just probably to, to get as much knowledge as they can about mm. the areas, about the banking system, uh, to be talking to solicitors, reading the paper. Knowledge is everything. Um, when a vendor or a purchaser needs you to know what's going on, you have to be there. You know, um, and I used to watch Craig. He would be knocking doors. He would be, you know, attending open homes all over the place. He would be speaking to other companies' agents as well. So they had a broad understanding of what was going on um, and I think that's yeah I think knowledge is probably the biggest thing um, mm. for any salesperson.
0: Well he obviously didn't put them off so well done. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is is the toughest part of being a sales agent today in today's modern world?
1: Well today especially it's as tough as anything it's the toughest I've seen in 43 years um, and I think you um, you know, if you look at Barford and Thompson's figure, the April was the lowest number of sales in 22 years. Wow. And they put that out. They never hide anything. They put mm, everything mm. out to the to the public. So it's been particularly tough for the um, sales. They're on commission only. Um, so it is tough. Um, they've got lots of support. Um, you know, we get support from our support centre. Um, our branch managers don't sell. We we don't compete with our salespeople. We, you know, they're just a to help them as much as we can right. um, but it is, it's, it's really tough. Um, you've got investors and you've got um, just property owners, you know we were talking about this yesterday they weren't we, about three, you know chances are that their mortgage rate has gone up 3%. That's a huge Mm. amount of money for them um, to do it. So they're either staying put and not putting it on the market um, or the investors are finding it really tough, um, to to the rents that they're getting for their properties, to be able to pay their mortgages as well. So that's certainly something completely different at the moment.
0: If someone's thinking of a career in sales, is there a sort of a, this is probably an impossible question, Mm -hmm. but is there a, a magic number of like how much should they reserve a year's salary before that? They come into it knowing that they've got a safety net to do it well. Yeah,
1: a year's salary would be great. I I sometimes say that six months um, is enough, but they have to come in with energy. It can't be a mm. job that, because I've lost one job, oh, I can do real estate. I'll just try and do that. It's it's not like that at all. You have to be working... long hours but you've got to you've got to gather that knowledge you can't sit at home and hope that it's all going to come to you you've actually got to get out there and get it now, whether it's you know knocking doors or or getting your database up, telling the world that you're mm. in real estate and you'll be able to help them you've,
0: you've got, got to be able to to sort of manage yourself don't totally. you like like in a, in a, but yep. also in a mental health space, I totally. guess that you're able to go i'm going to have fifty knocks back before one's a yes, and yeah. be able to cope with that.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there was an um Tom Hopkins was uh, way back in time, um, and when I see the the modern people speakers now, their stories are exactly the same as what Tom Hopkins said, and he used to say that Stephen, like you know, you need ten knocks before you get a plus, and and so when you're making that phone call, instead of thinking oh no, when you get a rejection, go yes, one down, nice, I like that. <laughs> and yep. so you start one closer
0: to a yes, yes yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, that's um, interesting. And that
1: was a Tom Hopkins, the American, um, and he was a guru in real mm. estate as well then too, with his sayings and comments and whatever as well then too. Yeah, but energy is important. You have to have the energy um, in real estate because mm. that's you know
0: it's a it's a must. Do you find it, and Renee, you're probably the same in property management, now we live in the social media world, like probably back when you had your radio telephones, (laughs) um, you know, something went a little bit wrong or whatever, you'd smooth it over with the person and that was the end of the matter. Now it's published on social media before you've even got back to your car. Do you find for both your staff, this is a much harder world because we live in this keyboard warrior time of Google reviews and Facebook posts?
2: Yeah that that can be hard um but I think initially if you sit out on the right foot and you get that relationship right at the beginning you try to avoid that as much as you can right um I often say that we don't necessarily manage property we actually manage people mm. and it's about getting the relationships right and I think when you put your best foot forward you know, that's usually what your result is. It's, yeah. it's a good result.
0: It's probably it's about being more aware, isn't it? That yeah. everyone is watching in that space. Exactly. Um, what do you think makes a good sales agent, Jean?
1: You yeah, again. Um, energy is really important, and enthusiasm. Um, and I can I can put that. Because um, one of our Morris Thompson way back, we've we've got a, a manual that we work with of you know what we can and can't do and how we should be behaving and they mm-hmm. have everything right. But at the very front of that, it's got a, a this piece that um, every new salesperson looks at, it. and it's a it's a, a great little comment about enthusiasm. And and Morris Thompson said the the longer he lived, the more he realised that enthusiasm was the the most important part mm-hmm. of a salesperson, whatever they're selling. Yep. I, and you see that if you go into a shop or you go into a, a restaurant if somebody's got enthusiasm and they're, you know, they are enthusiastic about what they're doing, it, it comes, the service comes yeah. across the, the, um, customer service comes across. So I think that's probably the first thing. Um, as you said earlier, having money put aside, yep. um, so that they can not panic about what they need as well. Um, and to go out seeking that knowledge, uh, getting the right training, um, you know, before you go to a company, make sure that they're going to provide you with the, the right training. Um, you know, and I'm not just saying, I mean, Baffert and Thompson have got a great training situation, but there are probably other companies mm. there. But it's an important thing to do to make sure that you're getting that support um, along the journey.
0: Building yeah. your networks up too, I guess. The Very more people so. you know, the more people Very you engage so. with, the easier your contacts will be. Yeah,
1: and and I've heard from salespeople throughout the years of work for me have said that, you know, they forgot to take their badge off with their <laughs> name in Barford and Thompson, and they'd be going through the checkout, and a checkout operator would say, oh... Yeah, with Barfoot and Thompson. Oh, I'm thinking about selling my house. Yeah. It was amazing. Just the badge yeah, yeah. on their on their lapel would 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 start that conversation. And I
0: imagine it's a little bit like that with the cars everywhere as well. You <laughs> yes. know, <all> you <laughs> cars. You know, you're turning up at a, <laughs> picking up your kid from school and you're you're branded. I mean, you I've seen them out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So not to be to be proud of, you yeah. know, who you're working for and um and and show off and and tell your friends and tell your friends to tell their friends and to build up that database. And you're not going to drive everybody nuts but you know once a month there's great information comes out so if you're sending one email a week a month to see this is what's happening in the market you're doing a favor I think to the people that are on that database to know what's happening in the marketplace if they decide to to sell or to buy or to rent um all the information's there for them you know?
0: And if someone wants to follow in your shoes and work their way up to being a branch manager, what advice would you give someone wanting that career path who's already an agent now?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, you have to do the exams, so um, that's what you would do. We've also got what we call, now they didn't have that when I started, but they have what they call sales managers. Um, and some of the offices that are bigger not only have the branch manager, but they have a sales manager too. And that's sort of like a you know, a step towards becoming a branch manager mm. um, or a relieving manager, uh, learning the ropes by going around different offices, helping when one of the managers are on holiday or sick. Um, so that's a way to go through as well then too but they've got to have i think they've got to have a a love of real estate they've got to have i have a great passion for legislation i don't know a lot about other laws but i'm pretty well up there for land law um so you have to have that if you're going to be helping your people Mm. then the legislation that's going to affect your business you've got to sit down and, and take that on and ask questions of people if you don't know the answer go and find the answer
0: definitely what was one of the most challenging moments in your career?
1: Um, well, there's not been very many. Um, I once had a, a chap that worked for me that, um, got, for whatever reasons, um was a, f- a fraudster um and the support that was a terrible time because wow. i mean you have a great relationship with your staff um, and he ended up in jail um all hidden stuff but we were able to find it and 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 i suppose if you're thinking again i'm going to r- ramble about Barford and thompson but um the directors are there for you. You know, um, Peter Thompson, uh, during that time, uh, was with me every step of the way from losing his licence to going to jail at the right. High Court. And that's important when you're working for a company yep. that it's not always about when things are going great. Mm. It's what kind of support you get when things are not going Absolutely. so great that is, that's important. So that would probably be my, just happened once in the 43 yeah, years, definitely. but it was a, Yeah, it was a rough time at that time.
0: What do you love about leading a team?
1: Uh, Just sharing my knowledge. Um, Nice. I was able to, um, and I ended up with more knowledge because um, after selling and managing for a wee while, I decided that I wanted to give back to the industry and ended up um, joining the um, Real Estate Institute. And so I became the first uh, female district president of the Real Estate Institute and then carried on to be... The regional director for Auckland and Northland, and to be honest, I thought I would be giving back, but in the end, I actually gathered more than than I ever gave. Um, just meeting other people, other companies, um, it was a great uh, you know it was a great thing to to, to do, and mm. um, then I was able to pass on knowledge that I'd collected through that situation we dealt with the Auckland Law Society and I was part of the forms committee when they were doing the um sale and purchase agreement so great learning and um so I now know the the real the um sale and purchase agreement pretty well because we went through every part of that as well then so that's knowledge that I wouldn't have got had I not been part of the institute you
0: know. Mm. And, and that institute is there to support Everybody in the in the real estate field. A- absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was great, and you and I got lots of good friendships with with different company owners and mm. um, leaders around the country as well. Then too, so it was a, a great. Yeah, I think I got far more out of it than I than I gave to it. You know, nice. Mm.
0: Now. Why Mount Albert? What is it you love about this area? Because it's an interesting space. It's got sort of yes. this this village that everyone has no choice but to drive through. It's, it's quite different to say you block our space where it's at mm-hmm. the end of a road. Um, what do you love about it? Because it's got it, everything it, on its, its doorstep.
1: It's, it's the location. Yeah, yeah, we have we have A U T. We've got um, so we've got students. Uh, we're city fringe we've got the railway right next to us <laughs> um the buses are there st lukes is there there's lots of commercial areas there's some Um, Historic homes, Mm. beautiful. Mm. So you've got got the the gambit of everything. So from a real estate point of view, um, you couldn't get better. If the the high houses are selling, you've got them. (laughs) If the small units are selling, you've got them. So you've got the spectrum of all parts of real estate.
0: And quite a variety of homes from a modern point of view and historic, isn't there? You've got some original houses in the area, but then some very nice modern homes as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it it really can... Caters for um, families, for older people, for um, young for young students. Uh, it, it covers the whole lot, you know.
0: Nice. Mm. I'm going to let you take a breather and and move over to your friend here, (laughs) Head of Property Management, Renee. Um, Tell us a little bit about your journey in real estate. Uh, I don't think you're competing with 43 years just yet. (laughs) 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 Are Um, you going for that, though? Oh,
2: well, (laughs) I'm not sure, funnily enough. Um, I'm very... uh, Buffett and Thompson. I feel like a part of my family, and I'm part of theirs. So I'm not in a hurry to go anywhere. I enjoy what I do. I love, I love the team. I love, uh, you know, I love Jean. I've so, yeah. Maybe it does end up being 43 years. <laughs> Who knows? It's been 15 so far. So, wow, that's
0: cool. Yeah. So when did it all start for you? What made you sort of venture into real estate or property management?
2: Well, um, Barford's has actually been in around my family for a long time. My mum actually worked in the same office that Jean did in New Lynn um, back in the 80s (laughs) and she started uh, in reception but migrated through to the property management side. So I've always had Barford and Thompson around our family in some sort of way and when my youngest daughter uh, turned five, I kind of you know, I was thinking it's time to head back to work. So I started in the Mount Albert office um, every Saturday, really, wasn't it, Jean? And kind of fell in love with property management, the how you do so many different things in the one day, but they're exactly the same. Mm. And from the Saturday, girl came... Part-time admin, then full-time admin, and then I did a bit on the sales admin side, and then the assistant. Eventually, ending up as the HOD, so I had a bit of a journey.
0: Yeah, yeah. And unpack that HOD role. So, so you lead a small team. Um, talk about what what does the head of property management do?
2: Um, well, I've got a team of six, including me. Um, the the head role is. It can change per office, but Jean and I sit down once a year and decide You know, where are we going, what are we doing and it's about looking after one, the staff and their well-being making sure that everything's being done right and what do they need from me and how can I help them more Um, and then obviously looking after your landlords, your properties and your your tenants Um, and it just depends on what staff you have on board with you so where their strengths and weaknesses are so I tend to like I say talk with Jean once a year we decide where our staff's you know strengths are and weaknesses are and how I can change our business plan to make that work and and move forward
0: yeah so a bit of a moving feast. you yeah and looking after owners tenants and I guess for your staff, it's it's when the, the big things crop up, then it's your job to sort of help guide that ship yep. during the, you know, the tribunals or cyclones or storms or plagues of locusts, whatever we're going to get next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, when it comes to your team, do they just look after the Mount Albert area or are you looking sort of anywhere over Auckland that, that – Wants you?
2: Well, the majority of our portfolio is in Mount Albert, but if we have a landlord that has a property outside of Mount Albert, we do um, like to keep our landlords, you know, interests and um, well looked after. Right. So we so will they go. Get some
0: continuity. Yep. Yeah.
2: So that they will go outside. We will go outside the area if we need to. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Now you must, like Jean, have seen lots of changes in the industry, especially in the last few years, and the more recent government's made lots of changes in this space. Um, what do you think has been the biggest change that you've seen in your 15 years?
2: Probably the Residential Tenancies Act and the Healthy Homes Act, um, are, they're probably the two biggest pieces of of change that we've had to you know try and educate our landlords and educate our tenants on. Um, just getting your head around it, mm-hmm. you know. I think majority of our landlords want to provide a warm, dry home for their tenants. They want long-term tenants. Right. Um, th- they want to believe that they're good landlords. I mean, obviously, this legislation's been brought in to to help with that and to weed out, you know, the not so great owners that you know, can't maybe ad- adhere to it. Or, um, but those those two are probably the biggest. No, nice. I've had
0: to deal with. Now, I'm going to ask you both this question. Is election year coming up. What changes would you like to see a new government consider that would make your life or the lives of your owners or tenants or salespeople better? Sure.
2: I'll let Jane they both pointed one. at
0: each other at that time yeah. um Jane, kick it off well
1: we t- we talked about um this not that long ago about what would what would happen and and Renee will tell me on the rental side that it's really tough. She said, I know that people talk about how hard it is for mum and dad and two kids that are renting, and the cost of living has gone up incredibly. but Renee said, I'm watching owners that um may have not had a huge amount of. Um, mortgage, but enough that it was being covered by the rental and and now about maybe a 3%, if they're refinancing now, on average about 3% um, more um, in costs um, and Renee, you've said it would be really great if we had a situation where whatever the government decides, that they could take both sides into account when they're doing it um, you know Obviously, it's it's hard for the families um, at now, but they seem to have taken away stuff from you know claims that they could make. Mm. Our landlord could make it easier. Um, And I think you said if they'd they'd kept that going, maybe it would have allowed the landlords to keep the rent at bay for a longer time. But when it's continually stopping them um, and the prices are going up, they don't have much option or they get into strife. Um, So that would probably be something that it would be quite good, whoever gets in, Mm. to look at it and say there needs to be a a balance where we're looking after both sides of the rental equation Mm. Um, because of if one goes up, it just' it's a circle, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. just a continual circle. Of, if the landlords put the rents up and then this, the people that are renting have to ask for more wages, then we have to pay and, and, and so it goes on. So it would be nice maybe if, if um, landlords can you know get some cl- be able to claim some mm. other stuff back, you know um, like their interest on their, their mortgage against the, their rent or whatever as well then too. So that was something that we discussed that would be quite mm. good. Good feedback. Couldn't have said
2: it better myself. <laughs> <day.
0: laughs> Renee, why do you think Mount Albert makes a great investment area? If someone's listening to us tonight, they're about to purchase their next investment property. Why Mount Albert? Does it get the good returns?
2: Very similar to what Jean was saying. It's you've got your small units and then you've got your bigger homes. Right. So it attracts the likes of singles, couples, flatmates, students, families, small or large You've got an option for everything, and it's city fringe, great schools, yeah. great parks, there's shops nearby, so there's there's not a lack of anything in Mount Albert. so you can do that different levels of purchase.
0: Mm, good mention of the schools too, because you are obviously in zone for some very good schools in yeah, the area, really which good. makes a difference for the rental return.
2: It does. Um, Gladstone Primary is very, very popular and so is Mount Grammar. So, you know, if they can get in zone, the children can walk to school. It's a it's a safe um, suburb. So, yeah,
0: it's great. Yeah, awesome. Jean, talk us through how your team can help someone buy their first investment property in the area or your sales team help them out.
1: Um, well, we've got a, obviously a variety of mortgage brokers that we deal with. Um, Renee, sometimes the Auckland Investment um, Society love coming to our office. <laughs> and We haven't had that since before COVID, but before COVID, we would do that every few months uh, where they would invite people to come and listen. And there'd be good speakers coming through as well then too. Obviously, um, we do get them, you'll get some people as well um, that are come to you to say, if we buy something, will you rent it? So then Renee would put that on to another salesperson that we know is going to look after it, um, through me, that you know, you'll know, you come to me mm. and, and talk about it as well. My knowledge as well, I'm, I'm happy to meet people, they could come and have a cup of tea nice. um, and just sit about, and we've had that often where people have come and said, look, you know, we're just starting, what should we do? And we'll give them a choice of, say, two or three mortgage brokers that they could deal with, um, give them an idea, ask them to, to go and look at properties at open homes, um, because often the you know, salespeople that have got, say, units on the market, then Renee would have already done a uh, an appraisal right. of, of what the rental would be. So when they go to look at the open home, they could see what it's like, what it's likely to get for rent, and then the salesperson or myself will work out You know, what they're going to get, the return that they're Mm. going to get Mm. from that. So they can sit down and work it all out for themselves and then, you know go
0: from there. Nice and we always say on the show every guess that comes in you know you're looking at purchasing an investment property involve the professionals so the mortgage brokers the sales agents Mm -hmm. have a cup of tea with Jean I love Mm -hmm. that Um, your insurance companies to make sure that all your ducks are in a row Mm -hmm. um, but that's use the experts that's what they're there for don't try and guess you don't need to google these people are here and in person to meet
1: and cost you nothing
0: Yeah, yeah, true, true. Once an investment is purchased, Renee, and someone's signed up, they've purchased it, they've gone through, walk me through how your team then helps quickly get that up online and listed and works out that bit.
2: Yeah, sure. So we would usually like to meet them at the property if they're based in New Zealand or in Auckland um, and walk through with them what we feel needs to be done. Um, Also talk about healthy homes, uh, what type of tenant they're hoping to attract and what term. um, And then work with them to see how we can make that happen. Um, We also try and talk to them about, you know, what their plans are with the property for the next five to ten years. Is this a long-term thing, a short-term thing? How can we continue to, you know, increase the value, not just in the property but in the rent, to keep attracting a good Mm. tenant, to continue to keep, you know, that rent at a really good level, just so that the investment starts to work for them. Them. The one thing we find with owners is if they bring on a property that they can't really afford, it's it's not quite it's not quite right, mm. um, and they they try and squeeze rents out of them and things, and it's not a good it's not a good journey
0: because whether you like it or not, the bathroom toilets going to need replacing one week after a tenant moves, and these things happen, don't <laughs> yeah, they? Like that's they do. just life.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we so talk you've about got to
0: have some maintenance money.
2: Maintenance money, you know, we've got to have that contingency plan you know, um, that fund to the side just in case something happens. You know, for I do believe that, you know, majority of tenants out there do want to move into your home and look after your home. Yeah. You know, we only ever hear about the bad yeah, stories, yeah. but there's a lot of good tenants out there that want to look after it. They are happy to pay the rent, you know, to continue to keep your property looking great. Um, so we try and work with our new landlords and and try and make that
0: happen. Do you think sometimes it's better for an investor to actually purchase what I'll call a neutral investment property rather than turn their family home of 30 years into because they're so emotionally attached to it? Like to actually remove the emotion from it and great-grandma's original kitchen that's never been touched since the (laughs) 70s, but actually go and buy an investment property with advice from the likes of you and your team's to get something that's perfect in the area?
2: I guess in an ideal world it would be great to do that. I mean, sometimes it's a matter of it being in a trust or, you know, four or five Mm. siblings or, and you know, all our owners we treat um, as the unique, so they all have a unique situation um, and we try and work them through that. And sure, they're they're emotional about it. Some of them, you know, grew up in that home for 50 years and, you know, their parent um, unfortunately recently passed away, but we walk them through that and we try and find that balance between finding a tenant that's going to love the home like they are with them continuing to monitor and maintain the home in the background so there it can work just as long as everybody's fully aware right mm. from the beginning that this
0: is how we plan to move forward. Mm. Beautifully said. Nice. <laughs> um, Jean, is there any top tips for investors, someone wanting to get on the investment market for the first time?
1: Well, probably now is a great time. The, yeah. the, the market has been, you know, it's gone down. Um, there's a, um, a thing called the proven <laughs> Auckland market sheet that my salespeople <laughs> look at, you know, and if you look, I think it was about 30,000 30, was a really nice property
0: 1971.
1: Wow. Um, And we've had, through that time, then 87 market share crash, the Gulf War, the Asian financial crisis, the terrorist attack, the onset of the global financial crisis. And you can see that each one of them dips a little bit. Mm. (laughs) And then, I don't know, you you can see just from here, just how much property goes up. Mm. And an investment property is Probably, you know, I mean, you can hear my accent from from Britain as well then too. The share market, although it's great to have a, you know, a diverse, a your investment in that. In New Zealand, property is the best investment as far as over time, you can see how much it goes. And and the market has come back. So if you're looking, what should you do? Should you do it now or should you wait for two years? I'd be saying do it now Mm -hmm. and have a look at it because it is... You know, price is everything, isn't it, really? You
0: I think know? of our mortgage broker a few weeks ago, Tarpati Hewitt, Who mm-hmm. I said, when is the best time to buy an investment mm-hmm. property? She said, right now, always. Always right now, if you're mm-hmm. thinking about it. Yeah. Get, get the process started. Yeah, and yeah. This
1: is, and, and the, what's happened over these years is, is fact. It's not fiction. Um, you know, anybody looking up what was a house valued at whatever... They could look at it. I mean, mm. I think if we all went back and said, "Gee was if I only bought two houses <laughs> instead of yeah, one yeah, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when I bought my house, <laughs> how it would be." So, you know, I, I think there. Although it's gone down just now, you know, who the, the pandemic, mm, the, you mm. know, um, the, the storms, everything has happened just now. But mm. time will pass, and yeah. we'll 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 be up on up and running again very shortly. I think, you know.
0: Well, we're just about out of time. So, my last question for you: What's your favourite memory? Looking back so far, no, you're still making many more memories to come.
1: Yeah, um, in, in, the, in real estate. Yeah, um, Favourite memory? Oh, I know you don't have much time. A uh, memory of catching robbers using the RT uh, was Ooh. a favourite memory. Ooh. Um, I don't know if you've got a couple of minutes yeah. to, to listen. Um, so in 19, uh, 1970s, late 70s, um, my niece was over here on holiday and I took her home and saw a car sitting outside my uh, door um, and I thought, shouldn't be there. So I asked my niece to take the registration number and, and keep, and she was saying, oh, Auntie Jean, what, you know, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, we rang Newland office and said to them, Get somebody onto the Rangi Road because the car left then. And they they travelled with them. The police couldn't get them. But on the RT, it was continually we were chasing them. Brilliant. And they were able to do it at, New, at um, Newton Road. And they lost them. And the Mount Eden office said, This is Mount Eden 5. What's the registration number? I'm in the street. And within minutes, they were following them too. And the police were listening to oh, us on the brilliant. RT. <laughs> and the next day, in the paper, it had land agents get their man.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. That's such so that a good. Been...
1: <laughs> so that was my memory, my best memory.
0: That is so cool. <laughs> Couldn't do that now because we'd be Not texting <laughs> and driving <laughs> yes. and getting arrested <laughs> yes. for that instead. <laughs> <Yes>. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Renee, favourite memory? 30 <laughs> seconds, no
2: pressure. <laughs> yeah, do you know if I can. I can um, Can't beat <laughs> that, yeah, that one. Number one up on the stage. Yeah, yeah that, nice. that's probably got to be my favourite. It was a day that I could take the team on stage with me. I'm always proud of my team. Um, I love the people I work with so to take them up on stage we were number one Barfoot and Thompson we're a number one property manager and we were also number one medium office in New Zealand so well that was an exciting that time. A that yep, is a goodie.
0: Love that. Well look Renee and Jean thanks so much for sharing time with us today you can get in touch with them at barfoot.co.nz forward slash Mount Albert all their contact details are there really appreciate you coming on to Property Matters today. You're very welcome thanks thank, you. Very thank, you very much. thank you. Remember you can check us out on Spotify, iHeart Radio Apple and Samsung Podcasts we Wherever you like to listen to your podcast, all our past episodes are there and you can email us anytime at propertymatters at barfoot.co.nz. Thank you to Barfoot and Thompson for sponsoring us. Have a fabulous week. I will catch you again next Monday. Good night.